Hey, this is this is a new year. We are super pumped up. We are super excited uh, to to dive in to everything that God has planned for not just a few of us, but all of us. Can everybody say all of us? You are a part of God's plan. You matter. And whether you're experiencing it, whether you're seeing it, or you're not seeing it, I want you to know you are a part of everything that God wants to do. Amen. Not just in your life, but through your life as well. So we, we are really excited and we, we have been, uh, you know, the last few days we have been meeting as a team and as, as leaders to see what are the things that we can really go after. Right, and uh, we we can't wait to reveal some of the things by the end of this month. Uh, we are still in the planning phase for uh, talking out all the details for for the rest of the year. So embrace what's coming. All right, uh, get excited. I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you that you know this is going to be one of the best years Zealous has ever seen, and and you are a part of that. We we don't want to do it just by ourselves. We want we want everybody to 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 kind of you know roll up your sleeves and dive into what God wants to do. Are you guys okay with that? Right. With that in mind, you know, last week we kind of uh, shared with all of us, you know, the word for 2020. Anybody remember that? Okay. All right. I say see. I I know some of you are shouting it out. Come on, if you know it. Shout out the promise for 2020, Zealous. You know, that's the, that's the promise that we are going to be running with this year. With everything that you put your hands and your heart. Can everybody say your hands? And your heart. With everything that you put your hands and your heart into, you will flourish. I don't say it. My, my, you know, we are not just saying it based on some hype, some emotional drama, but we are saying, we are just professing what the word of God is telling us. And this is what the psalmist says, that the righteous will flourish like the palm tree. And, and if you go on to read, you know, it says that they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. They, they, it also says planted in the house of God, they will, they will be, uh, they will flourish in the courts of our God. It, and then it goes on to say, that this is what I was sharing with the team, they, they will still bear fruit in old age, they will stay fresh and green. You know, this is the promise that God has given to us as a community for this new year. And, and we believe that everything that we are doing over here, everything that, that God is doing, not just in us, but through us, we will see flourishing happen. So for the next few weeks, uh, at least for this month, we want to dwell a bit on this. Is that okay? Is that okay? Because um, I, was, I was sharing this with my, with my leaders last night. It's one thing to, to just hear a promise, but it's a whole another thing to run with it. It's one thing to hear something and, and let it go by, but it's, it's another thing when you, when you actually chew on it, when you actually meditate on the Word of God, and when you actually you know, start breaking it down and start looking at the different elements that the, that the author or the writer is trying to pen down, understand the heartbeat behind it, understand the, the emphasis, understand the context, and understand the beauty of that writing. And, and for the next three weeks, I just want to take some time to, to, to kind of break down this promise even as we venture out into this 2020. Is that okay, everybody? Because I want us, I believe God just doesn't want us to listen to something and forget about it, but He wants us to act on it. Can everybody say act on it? 
So this year, we are, are, are truly believing that God is not just going to use a few of us, but He's going to use every single person in this community. And you're going to see flourishing happen. Not just in your life, through your life, around your life. And, and one of the first things that, if you, if you kind of go back uh, to, to the verse 12, I love how it starts off. It says, the who will flourish? Come on guys, talk back to me, don't go quiet. I mean, I've not even started talking. Who will flourish? Come on, say it a bit with more. And did he, do we have coffee today, Sahil? Is there iced tea as well? There's food in the lobby? Okay, so... Come on, a bit with energy. Who will flourish? The righteous righteous will flourish. For the next few minutes, I want to talk to all of us on this topic that I've titled. I went to my last week. Sorry. The, the, The topic for this evening is frequent human urges. I know your mind is going wild already. Because you're possibly thinking of the most recent urge that you guys have had. Anybody wants to spill it out? Anju is already laughing. Uh, and it's crazy, you know, last week, we, uh, Jui and me, we were hosting a couple of our friends over for dinner. And uh, while we were just about to wrap up food, uh, my wa- Jui gets this amazing thought. It's dessert time. And there's no dessert in the house. And, and so, I don't know if you guys have tried this thing called ice cream cake. You know, uh, if you guys are staying around this area, you know about this place called Ibaco. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, they do some, some good ice cream cake. Thank you, Raj, for introducing us to that. You know, and uh, yeah, all the, all the guys are giving me those long faces. Just Google it up. Oh, it's, on there. it's there on Zomato and Swiggy and all of those places. They apparently... It's, I don't know if it's the only place or one of the places in Pune that does ice cream cakes, but they do it really well. Okay? And out of nowhere, Jui says, I think we should eat ice cream cake. Now, it was about 10.50 at night, and, and we were not even sure if this place is going gonna, is gonna to be open. And, and uh, I'll just have to be honest. I was very lazy to go out there and, and you know, bring, it, bring it out. Uh, go there, pick it up, and come back. But it's, it's funny that out of nowhere, she had the urge to eat ice cream cake at 10.45 p.m. While we were sitting on the dining table, almost wrapping up our dinner. Anybody's had absurd urges in the recent past? Colonel's putting up his hands. Okay, let me, let me, let's, let's start breaking it down, okay? College, college time, college life is here. How many of you have eaten, love eating Maggie. No, 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 let me complete it. How many of you love eating Maggie at Lonavla at 1.30 a.m.? There you go, you see those hands? Okay, so I need to tell you this as well, you know, back when we were in college, my dad never got the concept of why his son would go from Swargate, that's where we stayed, all the way to Model Colony just to have 10 rupees ka coffee. Cold coffee. Sorry. Sorry, Benji. Yeah. He never got it. But that was the urge that we had because there's something magical about going all the way on the bike, riding through that traffic, you know, going through the Deccan, you know, honking and everything and reaching uh, that, that place for cold coffee, which was, let's, let's be honest, it was not even the best coffee, okay? Uh, you loved it? 
But I'm sure every single person seated over here has a story about a peculiar urge, a desire, a longing that you guys have had or have just been having right now while I'm talking to you. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's how it works, okay? I don't know what's the psych behind it, but that's, that's how it works. Like, I'm, I'm actually a bit skeptical if I should share the next example or not because it's like, it's, it's, it's crude and, and it's church, so I don't know. But can, I, can we be real? Okay, I know it's mostly adults over here. Uh, has it ever occurred to you, ladies, no offense please, okay? Please don't throw anything at me. Has it ever occurred to you that when someone in your family is talking about going to the restroom, you feel the same way of using the washroom? No? <laughs> really? Okay, I see, I see somebody say yes to that. It's contagious. The thought about it, even if you guys don't agree with me, Talk to me next time when that thought occurs, okay? <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's crazy how the psyche of desires uh, and, and longing and urges work. And, and that's what I want to talk to you for the next few minutes. You know, uh, I know you, some of you must be thinking, a few minutes back we were talking about God's promise for 2020 and now we're talking about food and whatnot, right? Hold on, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going all over the place this is what I want to drive for the next few minutes. You know, Jesus is having a very interesting conversation with the crowd uh, where some of you would have heard this passage called the Beatitudes, right? And I just want to pick on one verse from, the, from, the, from, this, from this amazing part that Jesus challenges the crowd uh, from Matthew chapter 5 verse 6. And this is, this is what he says. He says, blessed are those, and you can read it with me, it's just literally one verse. Let's read it together. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. You know, this, this, this is such a simple verse on the, when, you, when you read it for the first time, Right? But there's so much of profoundness, there's so much of thought that has gone into this one sing, simple and single statement that Jesus is making. You know, what, what stood out to me, and the reason I've titled the message what it is, is that every single time you and me have an urge to do something, we act on it immediately. Like how many of you have, unless you're fasting, how many of you have resisted eating food when you're hungry? What is wrong with you guys? <laughs> Talk to Whippin after the service. <laughs> you can't resist it, right? Like the minute you, you have had your breakfast, I, I mean, some of you, I don't know how many meals are enough. I, I, sometimes I get into that spree, like when, when I eat a light breakfast, my lunch has to be heavy, right? And sometimes even after I've had my entire meal at lunch, I, I still feel hungry at times. And sometimes the only thing that happens to me, especially when I eat some veg food, <laughs> I feel hungry even after that, like because there's a deep, deep down inside, the body wants what it wants. It needs some proteins, guys. Right, Neeraj, am I right? Proteins, right? Yeah, it needs some meat to kick in, you know? So, and, and, and here's Jesus, you know, he's talking about the, the basic, 
urges for you and me. Something that, something that, that is so, so common, something that is so, it's like we don't, like, we don't never talk about these things on, on a, like, you know, you don't meet for, your, for a coffee with your friend and you start talking about, hey, let's talk about hunger and thirst. No, like that's not, that's not how your coffee conversations usually go. But Jesus, in one of the most read and most studied passages of the Bible called the Beatitudes, in this particular verse, he's talking, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For the next few minutes, I want us to, to, to understand as a community the power of righteousness. Or, and, and I want us to understand what it, what it means for you and me to live a, a life that is righteous. I want us to really understand and focus on some of the things that the Bible talks about when it, when it uses this phrase or this word called righteousness. Because let's be real, I don't know if you've been in this space where you have gone into a, a thought process of questioning this, this massive word called righteousness. Because sometimes it sounds like too holy to even touch or sometimes it sounds too, too, too complicated to discuss because, because that's, that's the kind of, that's the kind of uh, tone that this word has. But Jesus is kind of breaking it down and he picks on, like I said, he picks on the most common things that you and me experience, not just once in a day, but multiple times during the day. Is that true? Hunger and thirst. And he associates the most common thing to, to, to a concept that is so much if, if I would go ahead and put it, this is, like, this is almost like a character or an attribute of God. When, when, we, when we talk about righteousness or, or God being righteous. So for the next few minutes, I want us to just focus on building our lives with an, with an appetite to know more about the righteousness. See, because zealous, if you and me have to flourish this year, I think we, we already shouted out the condition for flourishing. Do you remember that? The righteous will flourish. Not, not anyone else. Well, well, it's interesting. The next week when we, speak, when we, when we discuss more on, on this word, we're going to be looking at the, the, the impact of or the, or the resemblance of humans and palm trees. And the week after that, we're going to be studying as humans and sadar trees. And, and it's crazy that in this, in this passage, in, in Psalm 92, a few verses above verses 12, it talks about a flourishing that lasts just for a few, few minutes or a few moments, but that is, that is kind of equated to grass. Now, most of us know that grass is not long, it does not have a very long life, right? So, coming back, this scripture, this passage says that the righteous will flourish. And Jesus is having a conversation saying that, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. I wonder if, if you and me are focusing so much on the promise to come alive in, our, in and through our lives and, and just focusing on the flourishing part of it, just focusing on the fruit-bearing part of it, that, that we have kind of missed out on this one simple word called righteousness. And Jesus, through his entire lifetime, helped people and challenged the religious teachers and leaders to get their hearts and their lives right with God. Now, before we go ahead and understand the importance and, and you know, the, the meaning and the profound importance of it, uh, I just want us to look into the meaning of what uh, Jesus means. What, is the biblical, what, is, what does biblical righteousness look like? 
If Jesus spoke about this, just a few verses later, Jesus also goes ahead and says something very, very important. If you turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, this is what he says. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. This is Jesus. Because the truth is Jesus desires for humanity to be in right standing with God. That's his desire for you and for me. Can everybody say it's his desire? It's God's desire that we are in right standing with God. Everything that Jesus has done has, has built up to that. And I'll, I'll tell you by the end of this, I'll kind of help all of us expound a bit on that. But uh, while I was prepping for this, I, I really feel, you know, God, God just was nudging me to say that, okay, I don't want to just put this across as, a, as some part of content, you know, where we're just picking up a topic and talking about it. I really believe this is the need of the hour for us as a community to understand the true meaning of righteousness, to understand what it means to be in right standing with God. So are you, are you really ready to dive into this topic tonight, church? Because yes. I believe God really wants to speak to most of us, or rather all of us. Let's pray. God, I just want to thank you for every single person in this room. Holy Spirit, we, we pray that you would take over this time. Give me utterance even as I speak, and, and what's on your heart, Lord, let it be shared tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, the modern definitions of righteousness, this is, this is, these are some of the things that, that people look at when it comes to the word or understanding the word righteousness. It says, characterized by uprightness or morality, morally right or justifiable, acting in an upright moral way. Or another word that people would use is virtuous. You know, I know there are some law students over here. You would, you would kind of, you know, use this word justifiable quite a lot in, in a lot of things that you study and a lot of cases that you'd be reading about. And sometimes justifiable and righteousness is so much linked together. And this is what a few, few scholars uh, uh, said when they had to pen down their thoughts about righteousness. This is uh, Alan... P. Ross, he happens to be one of the Old Testament scholars, and this is what he says, and I love how, how he simplifies it, and if you're taking down notes, you can write this down. The basic meaning of righteousness has to do with conforming to the standard. In religious passages, that standard is divine revelation. The righteous are people who have entered into covenant with God by faith. Can everybody say by faith? by faith? And seek to live according to his word. So in a nutshell, what this guy is basically trying to say, it's conforming to the standard of God. Our, our understanding of righteousness sometimes can be way off. Because our understanding of morals is defined by what we see and what we experience around us today. Is that right? 
Our morals are, are defined or understood based on what, what you and me are experiencing on a consistent basis. But that's not what biblical righteousness talks about. And tonight, I, I hope I can push you guys a bit to look into understanding the biblical meaning of what Jesus really desires from his followers. Because he just doesn't want you to focus on, on the part where you get excited about bearing much fruit, but you're not, you're not even concerned or you're not even bothered about living a, a life in right standing with God. Because let's, let's be real, right? Have you ever wondered, this guy is such a crook. Yet he is so successful in everything that he does. No, right? Wow. You guys are so righteous. But there's so many times you wonder, there are so many instances that, that we come across where it just, doesn't, it just doesn't kind of hit or it just doesn't connect. Like the dots just don't connect. And, and Jesus is talking where he says that your righteousness should surpass the ones unlike the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. You know, the, could it be possible that the teachers of the law during those times were trying to portray a righteousness and that, that was just being defined basically as self-righteous? You come up with your own terms, you decide what is wrong and what is right and you just try to practice it and then try to enforce it on the people in your community. You know what that feels like? You come up with your own definitions of, of, of what is right and what is wrong. And that is exactly what Jesus was trying to go after. Then another one, uh, another guy called Toffer Haddox, who's a writer and contributor to this famous website called Crosswalk. This is what he says about righteousness. Righteousness is the perfect holiness of Christ. I'll say that again. Righteousness is the perfect holiness of Christ. It is an essential attribute to the character of God. Quite literally meaning one who is right. See, the thing is, if you and me try to, try to live a life of righteousness or a life of right standing based on based only on our models, based only on our limited experiences, based on everything that we just see that happens around us, we will be fooling ourselves. So it's important that while we embrace this promise for 2020, it's important to go back and understand what Jesus has to say, or, or rather what the Word of God has to say about living a life of righteousness. So a life of righteousness or a life of right standing with God can only be accessed through faith in Jesus. Can everybody say faith in Jesus? You know, it's, it's amazing sometimes we think that, okay, sometimes our good deeds can help us get us in right standing with God. Right? But maybe... It just starts the process of, of, of getting you in right standing. It may not get you completely in right standing with God. But your faith in Jesus has the potential and the power to bring you in right standing with God. I'm not, I'm not just making this up. You know, if you turn to Romans chapter 1 verses 17, this is what it says. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. Can everybody read this out as loud as possible so that it sinks in your heart in the gospel? 
It's in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. It's not revealed in only when you do good works. It's not revealed only when you decide to live a particular life based on standards that you're reading off from some website. It's not on some kind of things that you try to follow. It's where it's in the gospel. It's in the gospel where the righteousness of God is revealed. If you want to set your morals, it's time you turn to the Bible. If you want to set your standards for living your life, it's time you look in, not to some guy who's been, who's been setting great examples. I mean, we can, I love getting inspired from people. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to understanding the concepts of righteousness, the best thing we can do is dive into the gospel. Because this is what Paul is writing. He says, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, come on guys, say it out with me. The righteous will live by faith. Any righteous people in the house? We are called to live by faith. We are called to live our lives based on a righteousness that is defined by God. We are called to live by faith. So the responsibility now... If you, if you really understand this, the responsibility now is not just good deeds. The responsibility is not just to rely on good deeds or good works, but building and maturing our faith in Jesus. Can everybody say building, building. And, maturing. and maturing? It's it's your faith that needs to be built and it's your faith that needs to mature in Christ so that we can walk in the righteousness of God and we can be the righteousness of God. Are you, are you guys with me tonight? I'm telling you, this is, if you, if you want to set this, 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 this year right, I want us to really focus on diving in onto knowing a life that is in right standing with God. See, it's, a, it's the constant maturing and building of faith in Jesus that creates more room for God's righteousness. And, and, and I think most of you, if you've grown up in a Christian home, you would know this because this is another, another famous verse from the Bible. Faith comes by? Faith comes by hearing. And not, not hearing anything, not hearing your realities, not hearing your circumstances, but what? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So if you want to mature your faith, it's, it's kind of you have to go back to what? The word. Because the, the Word of God is going to help you mature. It's not Sunday gatherings only. It's not going to help you. I mean, as much as we love hosting people for Sunday gatherings, I love doing this with you guys, okay? So don't like stop showing up. But only Sunday gatherings is not going to mature your faith. Come on, guys. Talk back to me. Only showing up for prayer and fasting is not going to mature your faith. It's the Word of God. Tell, look to the person next to you and tell them, it's the Word of God. That's going to mature your faith. It's the Word of God that's going to build your faith. So it's time for us as a community to dig into the Word of God. You know, I was telling, again, going back to some of the things that we have been praying and, and believing. Two words that we really want to drill into us, our, our processes and our life this year is train. Can everybody say train? train and equip? We want to train ourselves and we want to equip ourselves to be better. 
in order to see the flourishing happen. And, and one of the best ways you and me can do that is when we decide, when we intentionally decide to go back to, to the Word of God. Because see, the thing is, I, I don't want us to get caught up in this myth or this misunderstanding that you can earn your righteousness. You and me can never earn our right standing with God. Oops, did I offend anybody? We can never earn our right standing with God. The, the Bible says that righteousness, or rather, righteousness has been given to us as a gift from God. Anybody loves receiving gifts? Everybody. I want us to really highlight, I want to focus on this gift called righteousness for the next few minutes because that's a, that has been given to every single person in this room. Because as long as you're saying that you have faith in Christ, you are the righteousness of God. As long as you're saying that you, it's something that you decide to cherish and it's something that you decide to treasure, you are living according to the right standing that God is expecting out of each and every one of you. So, there's someone called Dr. Tony uh, Evans and this is what he said, when we by faith alone trust solely in Christ for our salvation, His perfect righteousness is credited to us. Perfect righteousness is credited to us just because of your faith. Just because of your faith. And, and, and I love that Jesus, going back to the, the, uh, the part where He says, those who hunger and thirst. It's a continuous act, right? Being hungry and thirsty, it just doesn't stop. The moment, the, the more, till the time you're alive, this is something that you're going to be living with every single day of your life. Hunger and thirst is something you're going to be living with every single day of your life. And Jesus, like he says, he, he's using that. Basically, he's trying to tell you and me, hey, just because you think you're, you have worked in faith at one season of your life should not stop you from working in faith in another season of your life. Because it's a continuous process. It's a continuous journey where you, dis, you and me make intentional, consistent choices to live our lives by faith. Not according to our circumstances. We, we, we continue to live our lives according to the promises of God that, that, that He's released over us. Not according to the challenges that you and me are facing today. Because Jesus, He really desires that we are the righteousness. We become the guys who are the right standing with Him. And I just want to wrap it up by telling you a couple of things. Righteousness is a pursuit. The journey, it's, that's, it's only on the journey where our appetite can continue to grow. So the pursuit for a righteous life helps discover the standard of God. You know, one of the hallmarks of a Christ follower, any, any suggestions? Any thoughts? Okay, he should be hungry and thirsty. That's good. What else? Come on. Let's get talking for the next few minutes. What is, what's the hallmark or what's the, what's the best achievement a Christ follower can have? Sorry? 
Complete faith, okay. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And we'll go ahead and complete that. Love the neighbor as yourself, right? Okay, what else? You guys thinking or? Fully trained and equipped. Nice. You know, it's crazy. Jesus lived and he did some, some crazy things while he, when he stepped out into ministry for those three, three and a half or three years, three plus years that he was, uh, you know, moving around. He did a lot of healings, right? You read that in the Bible. A lot of miracles, a lot of great, uh, uh, you know, uh, encouragement that he gave. His teachings were profound. His teachings were so precise. And it's not just the healings. It's not the miracles. It's not the breakthroughs that we experience in our life. That's the hallmark of a Christ follower. You know what the hallmark of a Christ follower, uh, Christ follower is? When we decide to pursue the person of Christ. Not the works of Jesus, but the person of Jesus. It's two separate things. You know, when you start your Christian, Christian journey, we, we hear about, hey, you know, God worked amazing things in my life. We get inspired, right? Hey, you know what? I was, I was lacking this and some, somebody, one of you guys prayed, I prayed, we all prayed together. Boom, this miracle happened in my life. And we get excited about it. And then we have been waiting on a certain breakthrough to happen for a certain amount of years. And then God is faithful and he releases that breakthrough over your life. And you have a testimony to, to share and, and glory to give and thanksgiving. All that is fantastic. But that is still a journey. Because you are still living your life focusing on the works of Christ. But when Jesus... It's talking to the community and talking to those guys and telling them, blessed are you when you hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are you, if I have to paraphrase this, when you consistently pursue the person of God, the person of Christ. I want to tell you, Zealous, if we continue to come over here and, and experience the goodness of God, if we come here to, and experience the, the work of God, the, the miracles of God, the beauty of God in your life, God is faithful. He will continue to do that for you. He will not stop doing that. But I'm telling you, He also expects, can everybody say expects, that your life will mature, your faith will mature where you move from a journey of focusing on the works of Christ to focusing on the person of Christ. The need for us as a community is not just be people who, who continuously talk about the works of God, but I want us to be, or rather, forget me, God wants us to be people that are, are all about the person of Jesus. Because in that, in that you really realize how much we need the righteousness of God in our lives. In, it's, in that, it's in that pursuit where you pursue the person of Christ is where you realize how wretched your life is by yourself. It's in that pursuit where you realize the importance of the cross of Jesus. Because 
the gift of righteousness has been made available to us only and only because of the sacrifice that God has done for you and for me. So he really wants us to pursue righteousness because it helps understand and discover the character and the standard of God. This community would be a failure if we continue to only celebrate the testimonies, the miracles, the breakthroughs. But when God established the church, His desire was never for the community to focus only on the works. His desire was for us to mature in our knowledge and to mature in our understanding of realizing that even though breakthroughs don't happen, I am still secure in Jesus. Even when my prayers are not answered, I know that my refuge is Jesus. Even when things are not going as per my favor, even when everything is against me, even when, my, even when the worst days of my life are happening, my identity is secure in Jesus. That is the hallmark of a true Christ follower. And that can only be attained when we steward the gift of righteousness on a consistent manner. That can only happen when we are constantly hungry and thirsty for the, to know more about the right standing. To understand more about the righteousness of God. See, because the truth is, flourishing, that's a word for the year, right? Flourishing is just the outcome of a consistent righteous life. Let me say that again. Flourishing is just the outcome of a consistent, come on, righteous life. See, because your flourishing is linked with your consistency. How many of you want to flourish? How many of you want to succeed and do really well in this life? Your flourishing is linked with your consistency. Because the more consistent we are with the Word of God, the more we build our life on faith. The more consistent we are with the Word of God, the more we build our life on faith. The more we build our faith, the better stewards we become for the gift of righteousness that we have received from God. The better stewards that we are and the better we get in our understanding and revelation of what it means to be in right standing with God, the more we will flourish. So you see, it's a, it's a process. It, it starts with your consistency. It starts with you helping yourselves, building yourselves, allowing yourselves to mature in the Word of God that helps you and me to understand what it means to be the righteousness, the righteous people. And it's in that consistency of knowing and understanding the righteousness of God and right, what, what it means for us to be righteous, flourishing is just a mere outcome. So, Zealous, I want to challenge you this evening. As much as I want us to get excited that, hey, this is the year that we are going to flourish, 
I want us to get even more excited that this is a year for you and me to dive into understanding, learning, training, equipping ourselves on a consistent basis on what it means to be righteous. To be righteous. This is the year. Can everybody say this is the year? Don't wait for another year to show up where you where you want to work on your righteousness. Don't wait for another year to 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 understand what it means to be in right standing with God. This is the year that God has allowed us to walk into where you and me can pursue righteousness and this is how I love how Paul encourages Timothy and this is what he says in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 22. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness. faith love and peace along with those who call on the lord out of a pure heart see i love how he says that righteousness needs to be pursued so i just want to close out by telling you can i urge you of all the possible urges desires and longing that you can have on a consistent basis Can you and me be a community that has a consistent urge to pursue righteousness? Can you and me be a community that take this intentional choice and make this intentional decision to be to pursue God and his righteousness because that's something that's eventually going to cause flourishing in a, in your life and in my life. See because as we take consistent steps to build and mature our faith in Jesus we will see our lives changed for good because of the revelation that God brings and the heartfelt desire we will have to live right in all aspects of our life I want to tell you this year let's be consistent this year let's train ourselves let's equip ourselves to pursue god and to pursue his righteousness we're so glad you've been listening in if you'd like to know more about us follow us on insta at zealous pune or visit us online at zealous.community